Nerds podcast. I am your host for this episode. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. And I am joined from the beast that lives in Iowa, Gingerboy507 himself, Tyler Courtney. Tyler, how are you doing this fine day? I am doing fucking fan goddamn tastic, Gables. It is a Hawkeye State once a game going on, six straight wins. Iowa State has not beat Iowa for us uh, since 2014. Doing really good on that. So we have the Hawkeye. I have the Hawkeye gear, which is totally funny because Gables and I did not plan this. Yeah. Him wear his Golden State gear. We literally <laughs> turned on Skype, turned the cameras on, and immediately started laughing at each other because <laughs> we're just both wearing our gear. We're both wearing. We never wear hats so much. We're not. We usually we don't usually wear our gear. No. We got the shirt going. I got the long sleeve going though. Not the best choice. It is still 100 degrees out today. Oh, my um, God, dude. Yeah, I know. It was like 70-something earlier this week. I know it's everybody's favorite podcast topic, the, the weather. But um, that's what it is. Um, but, no, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it was, it was nice having a, a short week this week. I, you know, worked a shit ton of hours still. Uh, it's one less day I had to work. I kind of think we should just mandate the fact that every Monday should just be a paid day off. Yeah, no And then shit. we just work. I will. I'll gladly work my same amount of hours that I normally work Tuesday through Friday, uh, as long as I get that extra day off, which should be fucking fantastic. Um, but no, young Gables, it's it's doing all right. You know, Saturday night, uh, as Sir Elton John once said, "It's a good night to fight." How you Absolutely, doing, buddy? Absolutely, dude. Let me tell you though, I've been enjoying my vacation time off this past week. It definitely was an interesting idea to go through some of my games that I've had on my PS5 and stuff to give them a try. To give you guys a little bit of a uh, little bit of forewarning and stuff, I hadn't, I have not played like one game consistently this past week and stuff. I just played like a bunch of little stuff here and there. I know I've played like a little bit of like Savage Halloween. That game continued on, but more or less, it's because I wanted to play through stage one and stage two with like with all the characters. So I've been progressively just doing little bits and a little bit of that. But in regards to other stuff, I've been grinding on like a like a catalyst and stuff for the latest season. Like, uh, latest season of Destiny 2, this weapon is a linear fusion rifle, an exotic one by the name of the Lorenz Drive. And currently, I am around less than 20 completed, like, no, 20 points away from, like, completing the catalyst of this damn thing. And let me tell you, it's taken me, like, a solid, like, week or two to try to get this thing done. So, I'm gonna have that done fairly soon. Still got, like, about 100 in, like... 55 57 days left in the season or seven till the end of this year you know it's it's crazy Jesus. but uh other than that though man it's i really haven't been playing too much i did give madden 22 trial a little bit of a go and stuff i did like a bit of the gameplay in and of itself i know that uh, there have been a bunch of gifs like or gifs circulating in regards to a lot of the you know the errors a lot of the glitches all the other stuff you know and it's like yeah there were some I did come across as trial and stuff, but at the same thing, the core gameplay of Madden 22 itself, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay for what it was. I mean, granted, I'm not going to probably invest too much inside of Madden 22 right now, only because there's so much stuff that's coming in along the pipeline and stuff for not only this month in September. I mean, hell, we had Tales of Arise released this past week, and that game is supposed to be one of the best RPGs of the year, and so I'm freaking excited about that. 
because I keep getting like details from my uh, friend that keeps messaging me back and forth the scenery of what he's looking at and stuff and like that. And it just looks freaking crazy. But uh, mother Gables, yeah, Gables. I've been telling you to play Haven for a goddamn year now. And you're not 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 one goddamn people. There was literally a game pass. I wanted to take a picture of it. I meant to take a picture of it. It's gone now. But one of the monthly goal from game for Game Pass, one like you can like earn you know your your points for on Game Pass. Um literally was play Haven. I just wanted to take a picture of that and send it to you. I'm like, they're telling you to play it. And no, was you want to play last month or this month? It was it was uh, it was August. It was but oh it ended on the God. ended on the fifth. I, I saw it. Saw I'm just. That, dude. I'm like, dude. It's like an easy like 200 points, just uh, uh of oh. the fucking. I got like enough points now. I can I can actually buy like, I think it's like five dollars in Xbox bucks, which is pretty sweet. I'm yeah, waiting. I like, like, the, I like the goals that they have for that stuff. So it's yeah. like, I figure in like six years I'll get enough to get like a free month of Game Pass out of it. So. So you know what, Tyler? It's like I know that a bunch of the all this other stuff and Madden 22 is going on and stuff, but I know you've been mostly playing madden 22 this week and stuff how would you say is your experience been like you know in that game are we doing what we've been playing right now or are we yeah, just pretty much. Are we, okay well i i played i played some madden which is great uh, it's always good i enjoy it very much i just finished my first season uh yesterday uh i traded aaron Rodgers for two first round picks and i now okay. have jordan love as my starting quarterback yep, the the salary cap is in the real life uh mad uh, real life nfl uh for the packers is completely fucked up and like they're already fifty million dollars over the cap for next year, and literally the only way to like re-sign any <laughs> players uh, is to uh, basically either sign Rogers to an extension um, or get rid of him. So I just got rid of him uh, uh, in my Madden, and I'm like, well, it's like I want to keep Devonte Adams, who's the best receiver in football, mm-hmm. um, who's also on a contract. Whose whose contract runs out this year? So I traded him away. Got, I, so I, I traded away Rogers. Got two first rounds out of, round picks out of him. I got Jordan Love back there, which is fine. It's it's mad. It's like in real life I wouldn't do this, but like in Madden I'm totally gonna do this because Jordan Love's a lot cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. So I traded him away. Got 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 to keep Devontae Adams and actually signed some my old players, which is great. Um, but no, I'm doing pretty. I, I'm enjoying that very very much. Um, you know, I'm gonna keep playing. It's just been difficult to play play games this uh, this week, but I did play one of the game Gables. I want to. I, I played yeah. two other games. Uh, I'm gonna jump real fast. I played a game called Golf Club Wasteland. Golf oh, um, Wasteland, okay. Yeah, so it's. I, I heard some interesting things about it on like other podcasts and just kind of like some little bit of a buzz about it on 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 the twitters, and um, it's like a. So you know, like those. I can't remember. Like those. Like those. Like free like golf games on like iPhone and shit that like just crazy like obstacles and shit like that you want to get through. So it's kind of like that in a way, but there's a unique kind of cool story around it where like I don't know I, can't, I don't know how far in the future it is, but basically like Earth is like abandoned. Okay. And like basically Earth is ruined. So everybody so like people went to Mars and they just they live on Mars now, but rich people go back to Earth to play golf is the game, <laughs> and. So what it is is you are playing by yourself and like you're in a spacesuit. Oop, I forgot to turn my ring here. I'm, I'm sorry. One second, guys. Unprofessional of me. Um, I don't. Braves lost. Uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, so basically the the gist of the game is that you are, are you're just an, this guy coming back to Earth, and while you're playing it, you actually like hear like um, a, like this radio that tells you like uh, like you're listening to like kind of like when you go you go to a museum and like they do like 
people are reading like old like actual like letters from uh-huh. like the times of like when you go like to a, to a civil war museum like, you, like people reenact those those they, they read the letters and like you can like listen on headphones and shit about the stories and it's basically it's kind of interesting in that like i actually like think that's like really cool and like you see like things and like you can kind of like make out like where you're at in the background based off buildings or like just like you're playing golf but you're playing in like a, like uh, a rundown city like you're playing golf through through built like through buildings and you got our you're just trying to hit a golf ball over a tank and like it's it's very cha- like they don't like keep track of score or anything like that it's just you're just listening to the radio uh it's very chill in that but like it's the the goddamn golf gets the, the courses get fucking frustrating as shit where i'm like i am like super interested and it's really cool like hearing like people tell st- uh, stories about like what happened like Basically, you know, like how the who how it was decided who got to go to Mars and who got left behind to die, kind of shit. It's very interesting that I just got to the point though where like there was like one course where like I had to get across the course, and then I had to start shoot, hitting the golf ball up, uh, and the, the mechanics are super basic. Um, I had to start hitting up like there's like holes in the ceiling of, okay. of this building. You got to hit it up like three or four floors, and then you got to hit it up and over into like the next area when that's where the hole is. Um, so I hit it, but it bounced off the wall and then bounced over the ceiling and went back outside the building. So then I had to like start all over again. Oh, and I'm like, no. fuck that. I rage quit it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go back to it. But I was just like in the moment, it took me like five minutes just to get to the point to start hitting up the building. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it again. And you can skip, you can skip course. You can skip levels and stuff. It's not a big, you can do that. Uh, it's just more about the experience of like hearing the stories, but like I thought, I thought that part was kind of cool. I thought like the the art design and like kind of like all that is kind of cool. I mean, it's it's not like you know, it's not like the most outlandish thing in the world uh, to think about. I mean, obviously not now, but like a couple hundred years from now. Uh, but um, played a little bit of that. The big thing though I played today is a game called Life is Strange: Two True Colors. Oh, okay. Um, that that just came out yesterday. Um, I believe it's full price. I want to say, um, yeah, it's sixty bucks. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I was just looking it up real fast. Uh, but it, like I said, just came out yesterday. Uh, I just started playing it today though, and I'm fucking addicted, Gables. Um, really? Again, yeah. I so the back it up real fast here. Uh, people that may not know, I am a huge fan of the Life is Strange games, specifically the first one before the storm. Um, right, right. Behind my PlayStation sign over there, the little green book you see behind it is my uh, Arcadia Bay Life is Strange one art book. Um, yes. For people, you know. Um, so yeah, a huge fan of that. Um, I uh, like I said, I, I've talked about off, uh, a ton about about how much I, I enjoy those games. Life is Strange two was was I enjoyed it, but it was like the issue with that game was like it was legitimately like it's episodic. There's five episodes. Uh, in the episode uh, Life Strange one and two had five episodes. Uh, Before the Storm was a prequel to one, uh, which was three episodes. But um, it was also that was made by a different. So Don't Nod made one and two. Before the Storm was made by uh, Deck Nine. Um, Life Strange two was like the main issue was it took like sixteen months between the first episode releasing and the last episode releasing. So lost a lot of momentum. Um, and the kind of the 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 just of the game is all of the games take place in the same universe. And there's very limited interaction between um, the games. So, like, Life is Strange 1 takes Life is Strange 1 before the storm takes place in Arcadia Bay, uh, which I believe is up in, uh, I want to say, Oregon or Washington. 
State. So up there, I can't remember which one it was. I think it's Washington. Um, it's probably Washington. Um, they're all the same to yeah. me. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Midwest. It's like any type of strange like setting for a game. Yeah. They stage in the Washington State because of the whole Twin Peaks show being inside yeah. that one thing. You know, it's basically yeah. originated from that. <laughs> yeah, pretty basically. Yeah, that's actually a really good. That's really that's a really good point. Um, but uh, so that takes their place there, and then uh, Life is Strange Two takes place in C- starts in Seattle, and it's like a, a like uh, these two brothers. Uh, they accidentally one of the brothers finds us. So uh, the main character. So in season one, our episode. God damn it! For Life Strange one. Max has finds out she has powers where she can like rewind time, but only like rewind it back so so far. Right. And it's cool. You can like and it's kind of telltale where you make decisions. Decisions like and you can rewind certain points. And but it's like you're learning. You're there when you discover the powers, and you're learning about these powers as you're going. Uh, Life Strange shoots the same way where uh, it starts off where the, the, the brother's dad is killed and the little brother like has this, like he has like telekinetic powers where like tele- telekinetic where you can move shit with your mind. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Remember yeah. But like he ends up like doing all like this and then like it basically like, destroys like, like a, like a, a city block and like that moment of rage. And so they're going across town cause they, they're, they're being accused of murder. Um, so they're trying to get, um, to, to go over the Mexican border and, um, and I just I didn't love the idea. I liked it. Like uh, I like Life Strange one being more grounded in a small town, and so Life Strange True Colors. Um, oh, my point with the tie-in. I'm sorry. Is in Life Strange two you actually like go to Arcadia Bay for like a couple like for a couple scenes. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. But then so Life Strange uh, True Colors, which is the third game, which is made by Deck Nine. Um, they um, the one of the characters from Life Strange one, Steph, who is a limited role in it. She's she's a side character in the game. She actually is in this game. She's uh um she's now kind of like one of the main figures in the game. So this one you actually it's in Haven Springs. So the first time we we're in this is a, a fake town in Colorado. So the first time we've we've left the Northwest ever. Um kind of like the base of like these games. And um so what's great about this is like so the cool thing was like Life Strange two started off like in, in these games are they're so really they're, they do a really great job. I've talked about this Life Strange one where like they did maybe the best job ever in a group of like making a, a collection of characters that like everybody's like they focus on actually like not really I should say focus on but everybody in the game like I like immediately have an attachment to whether you dislike them you like them like they make you care about all these characters in a, in a different way really right. fast they do a really great job of like making um you kind of understand the personalities of these characters you understand like especially the character you play as like you play as max and one i think um i can't remember the sons the the one that you play as both brothers i can't remember their names though in the second one but uh and then the third one you play as alex who um she uh she's she like so there's like the older brother and i'm thinking alex is like 21 22 she's at least drinking age but she's like early 20s uh and she has a brother that's a few years older um but they got split up in the uh like an orphanage um and you kind of like really like so they don't really explain a lot like in the story about like their background of like what happened to them. But the cool thing is, is like if you want to dive into that, you totally can. And I love doing that. And like like every game, like you have a cell phone and you can go back and actually like read old text messages with with other with these people that you'll never actually interact with in the main story. And you read these text messages. They have journals. You can read the journals, like figure out like and like you learn so much about all these characters, these new these new characters thrown out thrown at you really fast right away that you immediately grow an attachment to them. So in this game, 
I said Alex and her and her brother Gabe. Um, I'm assuming no relation. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, are like they were. They haven't seen each other in eight years. They lost contact, and uh, basically the way it works is that so Alex finally gets out of like being like um, in fostering care, and uh, her brother Gabe finds her. Find after years of looking for her, finds her, and he's old enough, and like he's living in this town, Haven Springs, and he shows she moves there. And they, like I said, haven't seen each other in eight years. And uh, this is all, like, in the first trailer. So I'm not really spoiling anything. So they meet. They finally meet. You meet all these people in this town. And then he ends up dying in in, wow. uh, in this game. And the whole game is, like, trying to basically, like, at least I've, I've beaten the first two episodes. There's five episodes. And the cool thing now is instead of being episodic and, like, might be a month or three months between episodes, right. all the episodes are out right away. But they still That's break awesome. it up. Yeah, and they still but they still break it up episodically, so they run like a normal okay. game. But all the episodes are out right now, which is incredible. Because my biggest complaint was like, like, I, we are over episodic games, waiting, waiting month or two for uh, an episode. It's just frustrating. Kills the flow, kills the vibe. Um, yeah, it's like you know, Netflix has changed the game on you know, how how this shit works. So the cool thing that I really like I said they they build these great characters, but like. My big problem with like Life of Strange Two was like they did a really good job of like you like you meet like um, the older brother you meet like his friends and you meet like his dad and, like immediately grow a huge attachment to these characters and it's just like and then like the next step like at the end of that episode like now now they have to leave town and when you get into like every episode you meet all these new characters and they're like oh cool I like these characters and you never see them again and it's just a total like doing that over and over again it's like. Um, and, and like I said, also being like taking three, four months between episodes just kind of killed the flow and the vibe. And like, wh- and you go back to play again, like, what the fuck? Okay, what were they doing here? Okay, who were these people again? And he's like, he just totally lost that flow with them. And like with this, it helps. And like, Life of Strange one, like it was, um, I think it was like three weeks, four weeks between episodes. So it was a nice episodic. It, it flowed really well, so it wasn't super long uh, in between episodes. And before the storm, I think was the same. It was like it was like every like three weeks or four weeks again. But um. Wait, there's so many great things. So I'm gonna. I'm sorry if I keep saying that and then I go off on a side tangent. I just got so many positive things to say about this game, but um, immediately within ten minutes of interacting, like, so you play as Alex, the younger sister. I'm meeting Gabe. Within the first ten minutes, I had just the interaction between these two, started laughing, outbursts of laughing three times in the first ten minutes, and I'm like, I I don't laugh at games often. Uh, you know, like it's very, very rare for me to laugh at games. Um, I'm, it's very rare for comedies to make laugh, honestly, sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just like the, immediately, like the way these characters, the voice acting is so fantastic. The way they like the, everything just flows together so well. You meet all these, like they throw so many new characters at you, uh, really fast. Like you meet Charlotte, who is Gabe's, uh, uh, girlfriend. They've been together for like three years. Um, Charlotte has a son named Ethan, who is not Gabe is basically the stepdad of. Um, they're not married, but you know that he's essentially they're, they're he's like his first he's like his actual father. Um, you meet Jed, who owns the uh, the black uh, God was it the Black Lantern, is it, who owns the bar, and you uh, Gabe lives above the bar, uh, and you move in with him. And Jed is like he's this older guy, he's a retired miner, he, he was in the army, but he's like a super sweetheart guy. Uh, he's basically like a father figure to to you guys, um, to Gabe and to um, uh, Alex. 
uh, you meet Steph, like I said, who was from the first game. And she actually is, a, is like the local DJ of the radio station. And she runs the record store. You meet Ryan, who is Gabe's best friend, who's also a park ranger, who's the, who's the son of Jed. Like I said, they throw so much at you, but immediately, like, I have, I, can, I have connections with them. I understand, like, who these people are. I understand, like, how they all connect together. There is, like, there is Riley, who is also a really close friend of Gabe's. Um, and then, like, her, their on-again, off-again boyfriend, Mac. Uh, and then there's, like, this... So, like, the kind of the weird mystery of this game is that, like, there is this... Um, it's like you know you're in this like you're in the you're in this town Haven Springs that's in the mountains of Colorado, uh, but basically it's like, it's kind of it's a miner's town essentially where like, uh, Typhon is the name of like this mining company and he th- he dies, um, because of like uh, a a planned explosion explosion, um, caused by the mining company like or, well, there, there's an explosion but who did it who caused it why did it happen. Um, you know, like it was a bunch of like, like I said, I'm, st- I've only beat the first two episodes. You're just like learning shit as you go. Um, but man, it's, I just, they, like, I, I was, there's a, there's a stretch here for a while where I was really burnt out on these, these kind of games, like these story based, like really story based heavy games, like telltale games. Like I love those. Like I love when telltale is great. It's, you know, it's the best. But, um, you know, or like when Life Strange is great, it's the best. Like, I love those games. But like when they're not, it's just they just kind of suck. Um, but, yeah, I just so far, like I said, I'm like I'm probably like five hours in or so. Give her like each episode, usually two to three hours. Just depends on what you want to do. And then I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I've been rambling a lot, Gables, while you, were, while you walked away. Right. I keep, but you know me. I ramble. But um, <laughs> what's really cool, what's different is like they totally did like it's a brand new engine. Like, yes. With this game. So it looks fantastic. Uh, okay. runs frame like they actually i think they, they actually did like real like um uh was it like motion capture in this game which is incredible like so like the facial animation everything like that it's like way better than the original so game yeah, it just looks like the best that it's been yeah right? i mean it's yeah it's not like you know top in like ps5 or or like uh it's not like god of war 20 like you know ragnarok here or it's not fucking halo infinite looking <laughs> but i mean for like this art style and this kind of like they kind of go for more than like that cartoony animated uh comic booky style um and it's like it's the thing telltale showed on years ago and they just never did um but uh what's really cool is like before like they would just like okay we well we gotta go to the school and like in past games and they just loading screen cut to the school and like you're always like they just like cut you to the next place where you gotta go and this one you can actually like walk around the town and oh. you can go interact and there's like a lot of optional things you can do in the game or like um, and I totally forgot the fucking whole point of what, what's special about Alex. I'm sorry, people. So Alex, her powers are, is that, and it sounded kind of lame when I first saw the trailer. I'm like, that's kind of weird. You go from time travel, sort of, to teleconnect powers, to she could see people's, uh, uh, emotions based off the aura around them. Like, 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 like she's a fucking mood ring or something. Um, <laughs> but it's actually like really cool and interesting in the way it works out. We're like. Like I said, so she can, like, base off the color, right? Like, so she can't just fully, she doesn't just, like, just walk around the street and just see people's, like, emotions all the time. But if, like, what's interesting about it is, like, so Alex, when they, um, like, if they feel emotions strong enough, she can see an aura around. So if they're angry, there's, like, a red aura around them. And if it's strong enough, she can feel it, too. And, like, it makes her feel that same emotion. So, like, right. when someone's really angry, it makes her angry. And when, uh, or someone's really sad, like you, one of the journal entries you read about is like 
when in the foster care um and like i don't know it's just like a minor spoil but you can see it like right away um when you read her journals but it's like one of the girls like she was in the foster care with um was really bad depression it was suicidal and it made uh and like alex like i love this person i was really close friends with this person but because she felt this way all the time it made me feel that way so they basically had a break she had a break a relationship with this person because it made her suicidal and then the girl is i they didn't fly out say it, but it sounds like she actually did end up committing suicide in the game Aww. i mean you don't see you read this in the journal this is all read in the right journal, right in the past but it's like that like that's how deeply like she can feel the emotions of these people but also when she feels these emotions, she can sort of in a way almost read the mind of what they're feeling to cause that emotion. So like when like someone like there's a point in the game where like someone's like really angry and, you know, like you can see the red aura and then she can understand why she like knows why they're angry. And like she like kind of like figures out like in a weird like mind. It's like a weird quasi mind read thing. Um, but like I said, you, she feels that the emotions are strong enough. She can feel it. And that's kind of how you like, you like going around trying to solve mysteries, trying to like have dialogue with people. Like you make, try to make people, people feel better about certain things. Um, yeah. And it's kind of interesting though. In this one, like where the previous games with Max and the brothers was, uh, you were there with them when they discovered the ability and you're learning as you go with this one. It's different because she's had the powers this whole time or not the whole time, but she's had it for years. And it's like it's caused a lot of issues with fostering and like uh, foster like what you know it's like pe- she goes someone adopts her and they give her back because they can't deal with her because of, like you know she her powers and all that so she feels like she's cursed and it's like it's the first time like where you like in a way where like it's a weird one because it's like obviously time travel a lot of positives to that but also can be some negatives to it uh, telekinetic abilities a lot of positives to that also a lot of negatives but feeling the emotions of somebody else and they're always bad. A lot of negatives to that, you know? It doesn't sound great. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting from that standpoint where, like, okay, she knows she's powers, but, like, and, but she's, like, trying to, like, now she can actually kind of, like, she's trying to use them to, like, help her, like, figure out what happened to her brother, also figure out what's going on in this town. But, like I was saying, like, you can actually, like, walk around the town. There's, like, side things you can do, interact with characters, and, like, you go around and interact with these characters. It can unlock new dialogue options or unlock whole, totally different options of what you can do and what you can't do. Um, but yeah, like I, I went on a whole long ramble there. Um, didn't mean to, uh, but to make it kind of quick, but I didn't, uh, but that just shows that like I am, like I said, I'm only two episodes in, it could totally change on me. Um, but I am so totally happy with this game, super Good. positive about it. Yeah. I'm really, really happy. Like I went in super concerned, um, after live strange Two, not really knocked on the park. And then like, even tell me why, which I know was a different studio. Don't nod. Um, Last year, that did like that didn't click for me so much either. I played the first episode, and I didn't even I never went back and played episode two or three. Um, but I was, so I was a little worried about like maybe I'm just out, I've grown out of these games, and or maybe they just you know Life Strange one was like that one hit wonder. Um, but so far, I'm feeling really positive about this game. So yeah, that's uh, what I've been playing. Gables, what about you? All right. Well, like I said before, I did play a whole bunch of things. I think I already went through and stated the oh, yeah. stuff. But. Yeah. To give a little bit of clarification for the listeners, both watching and like listening in and stuff, we do have rumors news for this week, but because we've had such a big amount of gaming news drop from the whole PlayStation Showcase, we will continue that on next week's show. Okay. So, let's go ahead and get into the meat of the potatoes. So, how I was going to go through initiate, like initiate this initial like stuff is we're going to go through, I'm going to go through and like just read through the whole showcase stuff. And then we'll give our like thoughts and opinions upon 
whatever we feel like we need to for a topic and stuff after we go through the initial list of what was shown and like revealed in regards to the whole like uh, showcase. Okay. So to start things off, we had this like this vignette and stuff like that of like this whole chess match between like people and like PlayStation, yeah. this and that. It was kind of weird, kind of jarring at first. I that's basically kind of like what I felt about it, you know. It's it was just one of those things to try to ease you in, like, oh, the power of PlayStation type of like mentality and this and that, you know. Yeah. But uh we get into the meat and potatoes here. The first trailer they ended up showing is the remaster of Knights of the Old Republic. And from reading a little bit of news after the presentation was over, it has a console exclusive for about a year, but it will be on PC day and date when the game eventually does release on PS5. So the next one that was shown, it was an interesting core concept trailer, which kind of looks similar to that of Bayonetta, and that was Project Eve. Mm-hmm. After that, we get we did get a bit of a trailer in regards to like an update thing for uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It was so interesting to see that core gameplay, and not just that gameplay, but the music that was set playing during the gameplay. I'm not just sure if you've heard this music before, Tyler. Mm. This is from a group that uh, my friend and I have listened to on, on occasion. It's called Baby Metal. And quite essentially, it's kind of like almost like a Japanese pop, like okay. uh, by pop musicians and stuff, but they sing heavy metal. Gotcha. And this is like a very popular band around the world, my friend is like a big fan of their music but anyway I this explains the kind of tweet i just saw so yes. i avoided I, I didn't get a chance to watch it until like five six hours later but i completely avoid spoilers but i, I saw i accidentally popped up twitter like on my my lunch break and i was like i i, I want to wait till i got home so i can watch it at home but i saw I, I popped up twitter for a second and i saw a tweet that just simply said baby metal and this yep. explains why i saw I'm like Oh, oh I'm like I saw them. Oh wait, I can't be on here. I don't, I don't want to see what happened. But I just saw that. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I wanted yeah. them to learn more, but I didn't want to click on it. One of their main, one of their most popular songs played during the trailer of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which we learned would be coming out March 25th of 2022. Next, we got this interesting trailer in regards to the next game, Forspoken. Mm-hmm. I thought the gameplay stuff. They have looked pretty cool everything else is going into motion and stuff but it got a tentative release of spring 2022 the next and this is going to be a little bit out of order so forgive me in that regards so ghostwire tokyo we saw more of that plus the gameplay we saw all sorts of various action going through some bit of the cinematics which looks pretty damn cool in my honest opinion next up we got and get this there was naughty dog stuff shown but it was kind of the opposite of what I was thinking. I thought it was going to be the Last of Us Part Two remaster. Or not remaster, but a port of Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. It actually was Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy remaster. Like, kind of like a you know port remaster or whatever the hell. For PS5 and PC, which yeah. will be coming out next year. Yeah, and, and the thing they did say about this later on was that the it's coming to PS5 first and then PC shortly after. Okay, so it's going to have like an initial like window and stuff where PS5 owners are going to get that first before eventually coming on to PC. That's good to know. Yeah. Next, we got this trailer here by Marvel. Now, before then, we saw bits of Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. That mm-hmm. trailer, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. You know, the same old type of like stuff we have been seeing 
in regards to the whole cinematic stuff. There's still some funny banter back and forth, especially with the end of the trailer where you see like a rocket and stuff like that. He has a little bit of a fire and tinge of his like his uh, must his whiskers yeah. and stuff. And Groot just goes through like, <laughs> thank you. Was pretty funny. <laughs> But uh, to re-emphasize and stuff, the game is coming out next month, around the 26th. So, yeah, that game, even though there has been some, like, some form of, like, uh, like, I wouldn't say backlash, but a lot of, like, disinterest in regards to the game, I kind of, I definitely am looking forward to seeing how well Guardians of the Galaxy does do in regards to, like, uh, the whole things when it does release. But that initially ties into the next thing. We didn't get one marvel one thing from marvel we got three and so the second one number two showcases trailer and stuff where it's like we hear this like sort of like bar music yeah this old time like music playing right and all of a sudden we flash to a scene it's a bar and you see all these people are just strung out like they've been laid out and stuff right and you see a dude come to they did and then you see a guy and initially when i saw that and i saw the hat and I thought to myself, it's like, you know, that reminds me of old Logan. And it's like, I just go through and I see them pan over and stuff. And here you see his large arms and stuff like that with his drink and the guy crabbing behind him. And all of a sudden you just see the quick things of his claws going. <laughs> and the like, holy shit, it's Wolverine. <laughs> and that lends up to a reveal of Insomniac making a Wolverine game. Mm-hmm. That was the first legitimate holy shit moment that I literally had while watching that. But after that, we got something that you guessed right in your predictions of last week, which was the Alan Wake remake coming out October 5th, 2021. Quintessentially, yeah, the little reports and the leaks and stuff that happened, like, leading up to the showcase and stuff were, in fact, true. And, yes, Alan Wake Remake is coming out next month. Yeah, yep. PS5, PS4, and I want to say PC and the Xbox consoles as well. Yep, it's only 30 bucks. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool. I love that price for that game because it's like you get, I'm assuming you get the full game and the DLC content itself. Yeah, it's just everything. The next thing that popped up right here was an update for Grand Theft Auto V coming out on PS5. It's going to be released March 4th of 2022. I think I that's the I think that's the online part that's March. And that's what I'm really confused about. So they yeah. they originally they originally said November 9th was November supposed to be the, the release for GTA 5 okay. on the new consoles. But then they said March 4th, 2022. So I'm really confused. I'm like, is is that the is the online? So is the campaign coming in November, but then the, the online coming in March? Like I, I I saw that a lot of people like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah, there's definitely some form of miscommunication with that because I'm looking at my I'm looking at the show notes and stuff like that, and uh, I, it's not fairly consistent and stuff because that day is the same. It's pretty much the same for another game that was shown at the same showcase and stuff that has the same day. But yeah, as uh, Tyler's looking that up and stuff, another game was shown a little bit, and that was like Vampire the Masquerade, like Blood Hunt and stuff. That's supposed to be having like, I think it's coming out in 2021. 
they said 2021. It's really weird because like they they announced it here for this year, but I'm like, it's fucking September. <laughs> like, it's you need September. to put a date on that. <laughs> you got to put a date on it. It's like if it's like I thought it was. I thought initially it was like a beta thing. You know, like okay, you're gonna get into the beta, blah blah blah, 2021. But they had no concrete date, and it's supposed to be releasing this year. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, unfortunately, we saw more highlights for Deathloop. And I said in the notes again. <laughs> yeah. I know it's the last week before it comes out, but uh, it comes out Tuesday. Just, yeah, it comes out Tuesday, and they've definitely done a good job of me being so disinterested and wanting to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like it's funny because like even people that are like really excited for this game, and the reviews drop on Monday for people. By the way, um, it's, it's funny because um, like. It, this has been going on. This isn't like new. This has been going on since last year. People were sick of this game last year. <laughs> like even people that were like excited to play this game were like, "All right, we've seen it. It's fine." It, 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 like we, you definitely needed to like do another thing and remind people it's coming. I get that. Like, yes, I would expect you. I, I would be weird if you didn't. But it's like you. It was like a solid like three fucking minutes trailer. And what's really weird is like <laughs> Kina Bridges uh, Bridges Spirits comes out next Tuesday. Yes. And then they didn't not a fucking peep. And that's they a that is a first loop than Kenna. Yeah, and that. and Kenna is our Kena, I'm not sure Kena or Kenna, whatever. Yeah. Um that game is a first party studio game. Deathloop is a game that you're paying Bethesda, I guess you got more invested in it. But it's like once a brand new IP that you own, Deathloop is a game that's gonna be on Game Pass next year. Dude. That's owned by Bethesda. I, Which is owned by Xbox. I don't understand why they didn't put any more like emphasis upon Kenna like, or Kina or whatsoever. That game is releasing fairly soon, like you were saying, and it's like that would have been a good idea to showcase a first party game inside of your showcase over say, yeah. another Deathloop trailer. Yeah, I mean you, I think you should have had both. But like yeah, just agree. a quick like, hey, it's coming it's coming next it's coming soon. Alright, so the next game was a new game that was by a studio here. I forget the name of the studio, unfortunately. Um, but, it's called uh, Kid Amnesia. Kid Amnesia is the name of the game, but it's and it's some it's something to do with Epic Games and shit. Oh yes, yes, that whole like uh, game. I basically, I basically wrote down in our show notes here is a game by Radiohead and Epic Games. I don't think it's a game. I think it's just like an experience. That's what I, it sounds like to me. I have. I, n- no I thought it was. I thought it was a control thing. I'm like, okay, are we like? I'm like, I thought like. Because uh, it said Remedy Games, and I'm like, well, we've already got fucking Alan Wake. Like, what the fuck is this thing gonna be? Like, are they? Because I, I know, know like Remedy Games is like making like six games right now. So I'm like, okay, we know they're making Alan Wake two. We know they're making a Control multiplayer game. We know Control two is happening. They're making a cro- Crossfire X game, but that's that's Xbox exclusive. Like, okay, what the fuck is this? It looked like Control. I'm like, then like we're making this Radiohead Kid A M Kid A Minesia thing. It's a playoff words of Kid A. Uh, Kid A Amnesia is basically what they're doing. Um, okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. Keep us. I have no idea. Well, we're pretty much in the same boat together. I mean, if we had one of our other friends, Josh, he'd probably tell us a little bit more about that. But still, he has no idea either. Old... I, he he asked me about it. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Bi- <laughs> That's fun that even like big old fans of Radiohead don't even know what the hell's going on with the game <laughs> with their band. Oh, but anyway, there was this this colorful looking game that was revealed, right? And it was by the game is named, and I think I'm pronouncing this correctly i think the t is silent in this one like sia or some of that sort yeah i think that sounds about right 
So yeah, and so basically what this is is like a it looked like a sort of like open world sort of like game, right? On a tropical island, you could you control this girl, right? And so the trailer showed like this girl, her friend, and this nut, but it shows the main gameplay mechanic is you actually take control of certain animals and stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. you take control, you can like, like a crab or a dog or a bird, yeah. you know, it's like I thought it was kind of cute towards the end of the trailer. It's like she's petting the crab and the crab's all like <laughs> It's 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 essentially like the girl is Cappy. Okay. And oh she yeah, could just, yeah. She could just could take control. Shit, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't, that, it, I didn't even put two to two together. You're totally that's right. immediately what I thought was Cappy. like. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, just take out the platforming, uh, and you're, but you're just you're the Cappy from Mario Odyssey. Oh my God, yeah, it's like Cappy from Mario Odyssey. Only this time, it's like in another different game as a core mechanic. It's weird. Yeah, but I don't know what this game is. I, I understand it. I looked at the core things towards the end of that trailer, and it's like, okay, now we're going from like this whimsical sort of island thing, and all of a sudden you have this like industrial sort of thing. It's like, okay, what type of a game is this supposed to be? It's like it's it's I, like a, a coming of age tale, um, but you're Cappy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, really. That's that's. The best way to put it right there. It's like Cappy hit puberty with Mario Odyssey sort of mechanics in some mm-hmm. form. Yeah. And these but, games uh, aren't wholly original. Like, yeah, know, these games come out like every like three months. It seems like on Steam. That's this is like, this just has a bigger budget. Okay. So getting into the later half or the final portion of this showcase and stuff, this is where everything started. The shit started hitting the fan. Now, before getting into the final things and stuff, we got a trailer for GT7, Gran Turismo 7. We saw some gameplay. We saw some bit of the customization options, which I got to admit, I've never been really into like a heavy like driver simulator sort of games. But the core mechanics of what detail they went to lengths, and that's a pretty much a serious staple in regards to the whole Gran Turismo series from polyphony like polyphony like uh, digital and stuff. Where you could do things in regards to customizing the looks of your cars and doing like all sorts of various like photographic options and stuff. And obviously, this game looks fantastic from a visual aspect of it. And I kind of honest, I'm kind of honest with you. When the game does release, like around uh, March 4th of next year and stuff, that's definitely something that I could potentially want to try because it's like I'm starting to get back into some of the core driving games i've been playing a little bit of forza horizon 3 back and forth and stuff so it's like okay i'm kind of getting into that mood where i want to play like these type of racing games and stuff but from what we initially saw inside this trailer and stuff we saw more customization options more details in regards to the locations and stuff so that trailer pretty much did its due but what was really interesting was the reveal trailer for the next game by insomniac which was Releasing in 2023, Spider-Man 2. Now, when this trailer opened up initially and stuff, it, it was a little tease, right? I thought at first it was infamous because when you yeah. see the light pole, you see electricity flowing through the damn thing. And I'm thinking, okay, is this infamous? Is this Cole McGrath over there? Yeah. But all of a sudden, you hear the two. You hear this two voices back and forth, and so the first one. He had sort of like a gr- like a like a grizzled sort of like uh, speaking like in a sort of an accent and stuff. And listening back to the trailer itself, 
it's a guy, it's an older guy and stuff like that, that uh, wants to go for the thrill and stuff, and he said no other types of, like, like no other types of, like, uh, prey that he's come across have been worthy, and so it's like, he's asking the other thing, it's like, it's like, are you worthy, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And what answers back is, like, this muddled sort of, like, response, and I immediately catch which voice was replying to him, and it shows the reveal of Venom. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, it's like, you have Peter Parker and Miles Morales, you know, they're fighting, they're doing all this, fighting these thugs and this and that, and all of a sudden you see the reveal, they're both staring into the alleyway, and the whole presentation of that, and then... It just pauses in a like a dark screen and like an alley and stuff. And the whole presentation of like when Venom goes through and reveals himself as his voice is going through that was fucking crazy. That was incredible in terms of that stuff. The last thing in the showcase was something that you and I initially were talking about, and I kind of talked to you about after the show last week was over. It's like Tyler's like, what if they show God of War Ragnarok gameplay? And you thought to yourself, and you told me, it's like, man, if you do that, you know. It's... <laughs> all I ever wanted, all I've wanted this year is, was that, was gameplay. And you know what? Despite not getting a concrete date or like a year that we may go forth and get the game, from what was initially shown in this Ragnarok trailer, it was definitely some bit of spoilers in regards to the first game. Definitely some bit of like, all sorts of various stuff. And this and they've later, though, Sony Santa Monica has confirmed this is the last game inside of the Norse mythology mm. setting for God of War. Meaning they could potentially go on and create more God of War games, but just not in this setting. So I found that was fairly fascinating in that regards. So the whole initial tone is inside the Norse mythology, the whole event of Ragnarok, which Ragnarok was caused by Loki, quintessentially, in one form. You know, Loki, from what. If you people listening in or like are watching right now don't know who Loki is, if you've never like watched any of the Marvel films and stuff, inside of Norse mythology, Loki is a trickster. He goes through, he has this sort of like a silver tongue sort of aspect of it where it's like he will do all sorts of various things just to cause shit, quintessentially. I'm mm. trying to paraphrase this stuff. He'll get into He's... the good graces of like the Norse gods and stuff, but yet like Odin and this and that, but he'll do things to cause like destruction if he doesn't like a god or doesn't like something like that he'll go through and deceive you know he's a, a deceiver a trickster in that regards and from what it sounds like through what uh like atreus the atreus. son atreus okay thank you mm -hmm. <laughs> forgive me i haven't played that game too much but uh atreus he mentions loki by name in regards to the trailer so it gives potential more plot points in regards to the whole, like, Ragnarok stuff. You see more gameplay stuff. You see dog sledding in regards to this trailer. You see, like, all sorts of various recurring characters coming back in one form or another. You see one dude that was prisoned and stuff. that was probably captive in the last game. He stands up. You know, we free him and stuff. And he is freaking taller than Kratos. And it looks, like, fucking, like, more menacing. <laughs> mm. But, man... Now that showcase is over, let's go into a little bit of stuff. Tyler, what was your takes on God of War Ragnarok? Do you want me all my you want my takes on God of War? Or you want my takes on everything here? How do you want me to do this? Okay, go ahead and give your takes on everything. Okay, uh, I'll run through it fairly quickly here. Um, 
Go to a remaster. Something we knew about uh, as, uh, as fire. I, uh, I think as I said, the in the, the studio. Yes. Um, we we've knew we knew there. It was been rumored for a while. Jason Schreier essentially said it uh, a long time ago, probably like earlier, probably six months ago or so, that they are making a a Kotor game of some sort. The rumor was it was uh, Knights of the High Republic. Right. Uh, but come find out they're making a full remake. I think something's interesting about this is that. The fact that this isn't confirmed, but this is kind of what the what sounds like what happened was Xbox offered more money for the one year exclusivity for for this Kotor remake, but they wanted the game to come day one day one to Game Pass, which makes sense for their for their business makes sense, right? But the way that the, I don't I'm assuming Disney, Lucasfilms, and everybody looked at this was like uh, PlayStation PlayStation offered less, but they could charge seventy bucks for this on on PlayStation, and then mm. wait a year and then charge for it again on uh, on Xbox. Totally makes sense. This is what happened. Yeah, I could see where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If in that boat, we'd all do the same goddamn thing. Uh, you're getting a fat check from PlayStation, and on, then you're going to be able to double dip. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of interesting what happened with that. I'm I, I don't know. I know the spoiler of Kotor, which sucks, um, but. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good things. I'm curious how they like. Uh, you you were mentioning, uh, I believe, before the show about how they're talk there's gonna be they're gonna make some changes to the story a little bit. Okay, is, I'll give you a I can give you a little bit of like foray into it. Yeah, there were gonna be some bit of changes in regards. So basically, what Tyler's referring to was an article I was reading right here by uh, comicbook.com and by yeah comicbook.com. And let's see. Yes, so basically, it's upon like one of the writers. Or one of the main writers and stuff of this uh, God of this Knight of the Republic remake right here. So this is comes by way of not like comics book, but like bounding into comics, right? From from this article right here, it's basically a former the Mary Sue writer and social justice activist Sam Mags is working on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and so basically what I was talking with Tyler about in terms of changes and stuff. This is paraphrasing from like an article right here it's like this is a complete remake of this beloved star wars story for star wars knights of the old republic remake we are rebuilding from the ground up while maintaining that integrity of story from the original but at the same time you know we it goes on to state like there's more like sort of like visual improvements or things but there was a couple of quotes from this interview that was kind of interesting in this. It's like, we want this game to be just as beloved as it was before. Some of my favorite meetings to have this in my week, this is from like Sam, like Sam Mags and stuff like that right now, are to get into the nitty gritty with like Aspir and talk about why did we make that choice in the original game and how does that play today? How do we expand that choice and make it even more meaningful and impactful? We think about literally every word of dialogue and other choices down to the clothes that the character is wear. So basically, the main thing, the main thing to take away, though, from this last paragraph, and I'm paraphrasing, it's like, we trust Aspire, we trust the team that's working on it, and we're doing the work ourselves to dig in, deconstruct, and reconnect to why people love it, because we don't want to mess with that. We love it too, and so we want to do it right. We hope everybody feels we've done this game a service when it's all said and done. So, basically, basically, 
you have Sam Meggs that comes in that is a social act- activist and stuff from a previous website, the Mary Sue, which is kind of like a highly sort of like social like activist sort of like web like news site in that regards. I'm keeping an open mind in regards to the Knights of the Republic. When when I see like certain aspects of say like de- like deconstruct and try to rebuild and stuff, certain aspects of this classic game and stuff, there are some things I'm keeping in mind. One, yeah, their core plan is to try to make this game better and sort of like kind of a modernize for a current time and this and that regards. But the main concern I'm having is by deconstructing certain aspects of it, if you're going to be aiming it more for like a modern setting and stuff, there are definitely right and wrong ways you can potentially do that. And from the main fear that I could understand from what some fans of the original game is, if you compromise certain maybe characters and have them say things specifically that are not within their character or you do something that's like deconstructing the overall purpose of how that story played out and why that game was heavily acclaimed back around 2002 or 2003 when it came out on the Xbox originally and stuff. That's all right. Yeah, you could simultaneously piss off an entire fan base again, which quintessentially, if you're Disney right now with the Star Wars franchise and stuff, you're picking and choosing what type of content you're going to be going through because you want this game to make money, correct? That's quintessentially why I mean, it's they Star Wars. They'll 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 hate now. they'll hate by it. Sorry to cut you off, but they'll. I mean, Star Wars. They'll they'll fucking they'll like you know everybody hates the last Star Wars movie, but I guarantee you the people that. The, the hardest core Star Wars fans probably went and saw it five fucking times in theaters. Um, just to try to convince point. Yes. So, I mean, this game's going to make money regardless. It's fucking, it's goddamn Star Wars. Uh, well, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious how it works out and what they do. I mean, obviously, like I like I said, I don't, I've never played the game. I, I, well, I take it back. I played it for a little bit on Steam a few years back, but I just, I'm playing on Steam. That's just, that's just awful. Uh, but um, I don't have like any personal ties to this game. But like I said, I know the spoiler of the game. Uh, big Bioware fan, mostly because of the first Dragon Age and Mass Effect games. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go up my own. This one. I'm curious how they're going to do it. I'm curious how they're going to make the gameplay work. Is it going to be turn-based, kind of like the other one was? Is it going to be uh, more, you know, action, kind of like, excuse me, we can see what Fallen Order. Um, how is that going to work out? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know. I mean, this, I'm, I'm looking at this kind of like how, like, Capcom is done with the Resident Evil remakes or how right. we look at Final Fantasy remakes where, like, they're totally changing it up or even dead space. We're like, yeah, it's a remake, but we're also going to take some liberties with some things and change some things around. Like that's stuff we, we we're seeing in movies nowadays where like, you look at like the new Halloween movies, like it only takes the first two movies and it, it ignores all the other movies. Yeah. Um, are you, we, we see that with other movies that franchise before too, where it's like, we're just going to like, oh, the Terminator movies did the same thing. We're like, we're counting the first two movies, but like three, four, Four and five don't count. And this is six. Like, this is the sixth movie, but this is really the third in the franchise. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of look at like, I mean, this is how it is. Like, wait, we like, yeah, we tried to like nickel and dime people in the, in the buying these things. We're, we're just going to like pretend like those things. Don't, even the Disney, like, are with uh, Star Wars. We're like Disney bought it. It's like only the movies count. And that's it. Everything else does not count anymore. All the books, all the comics don't count. All so, depends like, upon what, uh, in what foray though with Star Wars, because there have been consistent, like, say, fan things taking into consideration to put in the mainline story. Yeah, like like too. basically it's like the movies count and then anything's Disney's done with Star Wars since then. That's the only thing that count for them. Right, right. So but um, like I was stating though like the specifics though, Tyler, it's like I'm caught I'm optimistic in regards to this Knights of the Old Republic remake and stuff. 
it sounds like from what you were saying like earlier from when we were talking and stuff that this game had been like say in development for a bit in that regards a couple years it sounds like yeah i hope nothing but the best for this game because i want fans of this game initially enjoy what they go through and purchase and stuff i do not i personally hope that it's nothing in regards to say like re-altering certain characters to fit like certain check boxes and all this other stuff essentially bring the game do the improvements that you need and stuff but don't mess with what made the original content good and lovable to begin with that's i mean i yeah. i think you can get away with that i mean like look at like i said like the look at like what resident evil 2 did especially and like look at like final Fantasy 7 where it's like if it's good and they make some, a lot of changes and it's good i mean people are gonna like it i mean as yes. long as you do a good job and you can make changes like i mean i mean there's definitely gonna be people like the, the people that they're like they're just gonna hate it regardless but like or they just want the same game redone today which i understand like, i got I, I can respect that but it's like i don't know like it's there's a lot of people that like that play most for the most part people that like play final fantasy 7 remake that love final fantasy 7 the originals it's like they love this they they're, they're they love this game they love it i mean it's like i said as long as it's good i mean even they make drastic changes for them like they keep the main stuff the, the same and they, they make some but they make some drastic changes to like other right. things it's like I think as long as it's good in quality, people won't care. I'm just kind of yes. curious about this team. This team has only ever done remakes and ports, so this is a big, you know, or not remakes, remasters and ports. So right. this is their this is a big project for them. But I don't know. We'll have to. I mean, I, I imagine. I mean, it's been it's been in development for a couple of years now, but I imagine that it's still going to be, um, you know, a couple of years off before we actually see some shit. Uh, but like the project Eve though next, like I th- I like I'm like okay, this is a platinum game. All right, cool. And then I'm like, well, wait, no, maybe this is a Square Enix game. Wait, maybe this is a Square Enix Platinum game. And I'm like, this is none of those things. Uh, <laughs> it was a very weird long trailer. It, uh, it went on for a long time, but I, the more it went on, like the was it was awesome. Like there's that one point where like she like she's fighting this giant creature, and then like she like breaks this glass, and now she's in space. And then the creature has like eyes, but the eyes have eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But I just like the more it went on, like. I'm in. I don't know what this is. It, this game looks incredible. It does. Uh, the gameplay looks freaking fantastic. <laughs> I, like I said, it gave me very much like, okay, this is like Bayonetta Platinum. This is like mm-hmm. top tier Platinum. And obviously, I mean, there was, what the fuck is that game I played a couple months ago, Gables, that the Capcom game I played on PS5. Capcom I got, game you played on PS5. I got from Gamefly. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Oh, but shit. I was, I was getting the same kind of, not to this level, but I was getting, uh, Okay, I'm I'm looking, I'm sorry, people. Bear mm. with me here. Um, God damn it! I don't know why you don't know everything about me, Gables. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, it's here. been such a while that I forgot about what the game you played from Capcom here. Scarlet um, Nexus. There you go, Scarlet uh, Nexus. There you go. Yeah, so I was getting like, oh man, this game looks great, and then like the game's actually really fun to play, but there's just like, it's just it's like forty five, it's like forty five, forty five minutes of cutscenes and fifteen minutes of gameplay. It was awful. Uh, but um, other than that, the game was fun to play. So as long as it's like you know, just flop those around, that'd be fantastic. Uh, that game, uh, I was busted by that by that game. Um, the Tiny Tina's thing, I, I just don't care. First time we're gonna see gameplay. Yeah. It looks like Borderlands. I think if you're into Borderlands, it's great. I I beat the first Borderlands games. I really enjoyed it. Borderlands Two was hilarious. But I've mm. tried to like play it like three times, four times now. And every time, like after like some after a point, I just fall off. Like I I, I like the world. I like the characters. I just I just fall off in these games. Um, but I, it's definitely one of the, I think it's if you like Borderlands, especially if you like Tiny Tina, I know there's like a like that that those Borderlands fans are split on her, um, but I think you're gonna love it. 
uh, Forspoken. I feel like Chronicles of Narnia should just like the the author author of this book should just sue them for stealing the entire <laughs> plot of that fucking uh, book and movie. I think like the I core just concept like concept is pretty fucking cool though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's the core concept of Chronicles of Narnia. Like they go into a fucking dresser and they go into this this new world and like this is I'm like like fuck this is like. That one time I lost a sock in the dryer, and I'm like, "Fuck, where the I'm in Narnia now? What the fuck happened?" <laughs> I just looked. I was like, "This is you know happens to the best of us." But I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like that. Like so, basically, you're like this girl that's in the modern day, and then like something happens, and now boom, she's in this weird mysterious world. I think the game looks awesome. Yes, visually, this game looks is it's really nice to look at. It's very pretty. I am like in awe every time I look at it. And I just don't know if this game is any good or if this game is going to be good or if it's going to be like actually yeah. interesting because I'm like a lot of barren worlds here, a lot of barren areas here. The gameplay looks kind of cool, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. The other than, other than just seeing that trailer, Tyler, it's like the, the worlds itself, the terrain and like the content of the story, because it's like, I like the concept of like having this, someone being transported and stuff, the Chronicles of Narnia sort of shit. And it's not yeah. that. It's a chronic. What cools of Narnia? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like, I, I hope that this game's going to be good because from initially what we've seen, it looks pretty fun. But, uh, those are the two yeah. things I'm questioning after watching that last trailer. Yeah. I think it's like the final fantasy 15 team. Yeah. It's making this. So, uh, and also Amy Henning, the Uncharted uh, creator, uh, she's actually one of the lead writers in this game. So okay, I mean it has that going for it at least. But I, I, I just I'm I just the more I look at it, I'm like I don't know what's happening. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo gameplay, I don't know if this game's once it's kind of the same as Forspoken. I don't know if this game's any good. Uh, I love uh, te- uh, Tequila Studio. I keep wanting to say Tequila Sunrise. That is not a thing. That's a drink, not the studio. Uh, tequila Studio, I believe, is what it's, uh, Tequila Tequila Works Studio. God damn it. I, I can speak. Um, I love Evil Within 1 and 2. Um, and this is the same people. I just kind of wish we got Evil Within 3. Maybe I'm a little upset about the fact we're not getting Evil Within 3. So I'm like projecting that anger onto this game. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little stunned. That, like, got some, I got a deep gameplay cut. I don't know if this game's going to be good uh, still though. Um, but no release window. No release date. Like the last thing we heard was this was to be a spring 2021 game. And then when Deathloop went from being a PS5 launch game to being delayed to May, they delayed the same at the same time to October of this year. And then when Deathloop got delayed to September, which fourteenth, I think, yeah, Tuesday, um, they just never say anything about Deathloop. So it's never officially been delayed to next year. So that's weird. Um, the Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy stuff—that's cool. I mean, we've been—I think that's. We the PC stuff's been kind of, like it's all the Uncharted games as well. Actually, it's not just four are coming uh, to PC um, as well. But uh, they didn't explain how like the price point's going to work for this. Like right for for those of us that own Uncharted Four on PS4, is there like are is there the ten dollar upgrade path? Do I have to buy the game over again? Like I, I'm curious. How, like I, I don't know. Like after the big whole hubbub last week, where they like totally like shifted gears, where like. Yeah, yeah, we said we were gonna give this, we give you Horizon and all these games for free, uh, but yeah, we're not gonna do that now. Oh, you're mad. Okay, yeah, we're gonna do that this time, but then next time you gotta pay us ten dollars. Um, so I wonder how they're gonna do that. Like, are they gonna try to like, well, this like 
th- those games are like five years old. We're not this game. You know, this is a 2016 game. Like, I like I don't know. I just don't know how this is gonna work. But I'm. I mean, I love Uncharted Four. Like, I'm cool. Like, I mean, I'm totally pumped for like yeah. Like, if it's a ten dollar upgrade, whatever. Like, I'm not even yeah. gonna. It's I'd it's just it it's a thing. At least they're like they said like in the future like God of War, Gran Turismo. If you buy it on PS4 and want to upgrade to PS5 later, it's only ten dollars more. Like uh, at least you're consistent now. We we know right. like a path that you're gonna do. I'm just kind of curious if they're gonna do that with with these games, but if they do it. That's that's cool. Like whatever. Um, maybe like I've I've been want I've been like like really like fiending for one of those games again. So I mean, no release date other than 2022, but it's Sonic Wolverine. I'm pumped for that. I'm. This is actually being made by the Miles Morales team, which is cool. Uh, so I wonder if this is gonna be a smaller game. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I trust Insomniac at this point. Like I think it's gonna be a great game. Uh, oh yeah. Wolverine is like I'm not like I mean we don't really I mean I'm excited for the idea of the game. Obviously we don't know what the game's gonna be, how big the game's gonna be, um, and all that. But yeah, I, I'm I'm. It's kind of like whatever they do. I'm just like you have my attention kind of thing. Um, Alan Wake that we talked about like the leaked last week. Um, probably gonna be picking this one up day one and the fact that it's 30 bucks uh i think it's kind of cool um i think it's interesting gables two games here that were always xbox exclusive kotor and i'll wake coming to playstation for the first time ever yep absolutely pretty, yeah pretty crazy uh but yeah october 5th uh i think i had that one even though <laughs> it was uh it was leaked beforehand so it was kind of a cheap pick by me uh but uh, anyway, so I did look it up, the GTA 5 thing. So the game was actually delayed from November 9th to March 4th. And that's how they wow. did it. They didn't say, like, yeah, it's being delayed. No, they just like, yeah, it's March 4th. Uh, so that, <laughs> I, I guess uh, people were pissed. I, I, I was just reading it. So when I looked up, the, like, at the time the article was written, like, it's like four to one dislike, thumbs down to upvote to uh, thumbs Ooh. ups on, on YouTube right now for, the, for that, uh, that one trailer. Uh, so people are not happy. I mean, tra- uh, um. You know, delays happen, but probably better ways to do it than that. Uh, Absolutely, it's just like an afterthought about it. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a real. It wasn't like it it was like a real fast. Like, like we're building this whole expectations up. Like, here's better world, expanded worlds, all this, all that. Cool, it's looking great. Look how pretty. Look how pretty this game is. March fourth. Goodbye. Boom. It's like real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? And it was like on on to Guardians of the Galaxy. Here we go. It was very weird. Oh my Uh, god. Yeah, yeah, I'm that still was funny. I'm still excited for Guardians. Uh, I I said it at the time. It was it was both of our like I think it was both of our games of the show for E3. Yes. yes. Uh, but I, I'm going into this game like expecting like a best case scenario is like a 7.58 game for this, and I'm still going with that. Um, I, I've like they've done a lot of like push for this game. Like there's they're constantly putting up like new videos on YouTube for this. Like pushing like d- these like they're doing like separate YouTube videos for like Xbox on PlayStation's uh, YouTube channels um, yep. for each individual character. And I'm like, and like even the music, I'm just like, I'm not watching this. I don't want, I just, you sold me on the first one. I don't want to know anymore. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, and I saw something like, okay, yeah, I don't, I just don't want to know anymore. It's fine. It's kind of, I'm, it's kind of like that death loop vibe. Uh, that vampire blood hunt game. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, death loop. We already talked about a lot. I, I just don't care. Uh, for people that are excited about it. I hope, I hope it's good. We'll know. Monday, probably in about 36 hours as of, as of right now as a current recording time Monday morning we'll know uh, where people land on it but for the previews people seem pretty pretty pumped on it um, 
Grand Chismo 7, I'm, I've never been a Grand Chismo guy, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see how, I think Forza Horizon, when that comes out in November, uh, will be a telltale on, like, how, I, actually, honestly, I, I feel like Forza Horizon will just be the game I play. Because, like, Forza's come, come with a Game Pass. It's like, I'm, I, you know, Game Pass is awesome, and it's, it's, it's 15 bucks a month, and it's just part of Game Pass. I was like, I'm not going to pay 70 bucks for Grand Chismo. It's like you know, I'm, I'm when I you got Forza, like Forza Horizon Five on Game Pass. Yeah, and Forza Horizon just looks like way more fun. So, um, oh, those games are fun, man. Open world stuff, racing, collecting a whole bunch of cars and stuff, racing yeah. your friends. Oh yeah, I, I've I've gotten into the the past grandchildren or the God, not Forza Horizon games. Uh, just uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this. So check one to uh, to Xbox on that one. Uh, Spider-Man Two, that was awesome. Um, I was smiling ear to ear, especially when Venom happened. I did like the whole like arms up thing. I'm like, fuck yes. Uh, that, that was incredible. That was a cool teaser for that. This, you know, it's insomniac. I'm in. Um, and then finally gables. Are you ready for me to nerd the fuck out? Yeah, go ahead. All right, everybody kick back. Cause it's, it, we're, we're going to have a show here guys. If we're going to talk about finally gables, I've got a lot of pimped up things to say about God of war Ragnarok and this fucking trailer. The, the Gables, the, the question is, did I like this trailer? How many times did I watch this fucking trailer? <laughs> and the question is, the answer is more than 10, possibly more than 20 times. I fucking adore this trailer. It, I cannot. It was three minutes and 17 seconds of pure joy for me. I cannot believe how much content we got. They this was like this feels like the final like this game's coming in a couple months. This is the last big push for this thing. And this is the first time we've seen this game. We got the teaser teaser thing. The game's coming in 2021. I said at the time, that's bullshit. All I want in 2021 is to see some gameplay. And Gables, we got it in mm-hmm. times infinity from that. They, I cannot believe how much they showed in this game. And it's so funny when you were talking about the things they spoiled, Gables, you still don't have any fucking idea what happened in this game. You are nope. still not spoiled, son. You awesome. you think you know. You don't know. I'm telling you, Gables. You don't know. Gables, fucking play the goddamn game. <laughs> play the goddamn game. I keep telling you to play Haven. You don't listen to me. That's fine. I can live with that. But go play God of War for the love of fucking God. There's a, there's a PS5 update. Go fucking play it. God damn it, Gables. That would have been... I would have played the game a third time, though, if they did, like, an actual, like, $10 upgrade thing for PS5. Oh I would have I would have done it. If they would have... Like, they got 4K checkerboard, 60 frames per second. It's fucking fantastic. Um, on PS5, it, I, oh, God damn. But, holy, there's so many things I want to say about this. And it's, like, so hard because there's so many spoiler things I want to say. But it's my favorite game of all time. God of War 2018 is. And it's, like, I don't want to spoil that because I want other people to feel that. But, like, the whole shit with the Loki and, like... The fact, like, it's great. Like, okay, this game is like, I love this game so much that not only have I spent hours, cables, hours, multiple different times for weeks on end, watching YouTube videos, reading wiki pages, not just about like theories about this game, not taking it like talking about the differences in Norse mythology versus this game, but I have now learned a fuck ton about Norse mythology. I might just, <laughs> I could probably go teach a college course. About Norse mythology at this point now, Gables. It is that level of nerdiness about how I feel about this fucking game. Like, 
to learn about Loki, who in Norse mythology, his death is what causes Ragnarok. Yep. Um, but what the fuck is going on with this whole Loki thing? Um, the fact that Tyr is in this game? What the fuck? Really? Who is the Norse god of war? Like, like th- they spent a lot of time talking about him in the first game, but he's presumed dead. And there's been a lot of theories that Kratos, who is the god of war of, of, the, of the Egyptian uh, mythology, that he actually Greek is... Mythology? Did I say Egyptian? You Greek, Egyptian, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Greek. I'm sorry. Uh, Kratos is the is the uh, Greek mythology god of war. So a lot of people thought that maybe he was the god of... He was actually Tyr in, the, in this, this timeline, this Norse mythology, essentially, um, which obviously is not the case now. He's super tall, sexy as fuck. Um... We got to, we got to hear Thor. We saw a picture of Thor. He looks awesome. I think mm-hmm. he looks great. People are very mad about him on the internet. I don't know why. He looks what, fucking he incredible. Or some shit. I don't he know. he looks he's very fat. Uh, but he also look, would kick both of our asses rather quickly. Gables, that's not even funny. And he wouldn't even need Monir to fucking do it. I can't say the word of the hammer. I'm aware of that, but that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> the fact that you have the blades of chaos and the fucking axe, the Viathan axe. Is awesome. I I'm, I was like I'm like how are they gonna play this off? Like are they gonna take away the fucking uh, blades of chaos? Are they gonna like like oh you gotta start all over again like every other goddamn game does where it's like are used to do at least where it's like you have all the powers right away. Oh this thing happened now you lost all your powers now you gotta start all over again. Um, I'm glad they're not doing that. You just start off with all the shit you had. They added a wow. fucking hook shot in this goddamn game. A That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you get to go to all nine goddamn realms. When the first game you couldn't go to six and two of them were just goddamn challenge worlds, which were fucking awesome by the way but two of them you can do that um you got freya who's fucking pissed off at you that's fucking awesome i've been wanting to kill this goddamn bitch for three years now uh, <laughs> I, want, I get to finally goddamn do it after she goddamn threatened me you son of a bitch sorry for calling you a bitch but freya kind of a bitch <laughs> you try to kill me kind of a bitch um i think that's fair um you got oh man you got the fucking you get the you got a sled you get to see the the lake you get to see the the the, the lake that you spent a lot of time in the first game. It's now frozen. Okay. We're in Fimble winter now, which is a, which is the five year, I believe five year winter that leads into Ragnarok. Okay. Awesome. You get to go to Asgard. Holy shit. That's fucking cool. You get to see the goddamn fucking, uh, uh, Bifrost where they could shoot people from Asgard to fight you now. Okay. That's fucking cool. The, oh man, tear has both hands. That's a, that's a North mythology fucking nerd out for you right there. Gables. What's going on with that? He shouldn't have two hands. What's going on? Well, okay, where's the where's the world serpent? Serpent? That's a big fucking deal. Who who blew the goddamn horn, Gables? That's what I want to fucking know. Who blew the fucking <laughs> horn? Ah, damn! I'm yelling. I don't know why I'm yelling. I am so fucking excited. I have never been this fucking. I'm gonna watch the trailer when we get done with this fucking podcast. I'm gonna tell you right now. I am so you get you. I can't. I can't remember her name the girl they tease at the end though very important character in norse mythology very important character a lot of things wouldn't happen without her and i want to talk about it so fucking bad but i can't because it will spoil the goddamn it it will spoil the first game yes yes it will god damn it it's oh my god oh gables Oh boy, I am this. I am this was. I am the happiest I've been watching that trailer. It's like all the world's problems go away. 
I feel like this is what it's like when people take heroin. Oh God! This, this, this is what it's like. Is I when I, like when I'm at my worst, cables. I'm just gonna watch this trailer, and then I'm, I'm like, oh, everything is okay for three minutes and seventeen seconds. Everything in the world will be okay. I. Oh my God! It. I can't believe how much shit they actually like. The fact they bring they bring up tear and they show you tear. The fact that this is the last one in, and in, uh, in Norse mythology, that's crazy right. to me. We're like, I figured, okay, we're we're gonna fight Thor in this one, and then it'll lead to Odin, who is the the you know he is the Zeus of Norse mythology. I figured he would be the you know the bad guy in, in three. Like, how is this gonna go? Like, they do some major teases at the end of end end of God of War twenty eighteen. Then I'm like, okay, like, what's the future of this franchise? How is this going to work out? Um, yeah, I, I, man, I, the fact that Corey Barlock is directing this, but have, I believe it's Eric Williams is his name, uh, which isn't crazy. Like, there's a lot of talk, well, some buzz and some rumors a while, for a while now about that Corey Bar- Barlock wasn't directing it because that's kind of a popular thing Santa Monica Studios does, where they don't, um, they don't have the same director for every game. Like, there's never been. I think Corey Barlog is is the only person to ever direct two uh, God of War games. I think he did two and uh, 2018. Uh, but he actually left the studio after two. Uh, he actually was, like I think, the director on, on Tomb Raider reboot. And then went back and then directed this game. Um, but he's... So we know Santa Monica is making at least two games. Possibly a third game that's a smaller game. There's been some rumors about that. We know So we know he's making another game, but he's still... Uh, he helped put, lay out a lot of like the story of Ragnarok. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, this feels like like God of War twenty eighteen in is like Avengers Infinity War to me, and this feels like Endgame. It's, it's like that's the level mm-hmm. of hype I'm at right now. Yeah, we're like, like yeah, we had a lot of setup for that, and like the difference. Like I love the MCU movies, uh, but it's like I always like talk to people about this like where it's like infinity war and all the like we had 20 movies of build up and they fucking nailed it with infinity war and Endgame. and for me personally i didn't give a shit about the god of war games before for this i played I, I think i beat one way back when i at least or played through most of it i, I had played more god of war games that you did at that point <laughs> yeah that yeah uh, i mean i just don't i just never liked them even back when they first came out um you know and it's just yeah, it's it's like that's one, but it's like this feels like we feel like we're in the end game now, cables with this, and it sounds like we are. Um, I was hoping for at least a release window. That's probably like my one like I wasn't expecting a date, but I was expecting a window, at least like a quarter. Um, but man, I can't wait. Blown away by this. Um, but I mean, I know I took a lot of time there. I'm sorry, cables, but I'm curious though. Like point by point, what was your thoughts overall on this PS5 press conference? Okay, so overall for this. This PS5 showcase, I felt like they nailed exactly what needed to be nailed in regards to their future of the platform in general. We showed, we had, we were shown a lot of interesting concepts, a lot of interesting, like, new games that are going to be eventually coming out for the platform. We were shown things that we already knew about, but at the same time, you know... We knew that there were going to be some sort of givens of what was going to be shown, like the Gran Turismo 7 stuff, the Death Loop stuff, even though that one was kind of fucking stupid. But at the same point, we were shown games that 
obviously made us excited to be owners of the PS5. Mm. And obviously for the future, come 2022, 2023, games like Wolverine, games like Spider-Man 2, games like God of War Ragnarok and stuff, I felt that in general that this conf- that this press conference nailed almost everything. So I think that this is like a 9 out of 10. I mean, solid. And let me tell you something. Even before my initial thoughts, of, I thought the Spider-Man 2 thing kind of excited me the most out of this stuff because the concepts of what that one trailer, it made me think a couple different things. Like I did almost the same thing as you did with God of War Ragnarok, where I rewatched this trailer like about three to five different times and stuff like that because I started noticing little bits and little cues and stuff. The guy that was talking with Venom and that accent and the way he was speaking reminded me of this one long-time Spider-Man villain, Craven the Hunter. That's been the rumor, Craven yeah. Craven the Hunter is one of the ultimate hunters and stuff like that who goes after prey and stuff, and the prey that he goes after them that uh, he wants to go after the most is Spider-Man. But what's interesting in regards to what was said is Craven the Hunter is speaking with Venom in that regards. So from that initial thing, I thought, because the theme of that trailer was revealing, okay, this is Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Okay, this is Miles Morales as his version of Spider-Man. And then the last one, Venom, that kind of suggests to me that this could be a new playable character as opposed to, say, like a villain. You know, because with uh, Venom, you know, he's sort of like an anti-hero, right? Because you, Spider-Man fights him inside the comics and stuff and this sort of storylines. It could, it actually could be like the entire symbiote sort of storyline and say like with Venom and stuff and with Kraven the Hunter and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of possible ways Insomnia could tie this game together and stuff. Now, granted, I have not played through Miles Morales, but at the same time, having completed the original Spider-Man this past year for like the 2016 i think 2016 spider-man or whatsoever 2017 no, okay. 2018 okay 2018. 2018 2018 spider-man having completed all that and gone through all that stuff and then you know looking at this trailer and seeing potentially what can happen without seeing an actual replay has me excited non-stop because it's like you have the possibilities with craven the hunter potentially just going after like guys like spider-man like miles morales like potentially venom you have venom that could potentially be like one of those either one of the main antagonists and then potentially turning like hero like an anti-hero sort of like-esque type of character in that regards it's like the possibilities have me excited that was one of the main things obviously wolverine had me very excited because i have never i have not played a good wolverine game there have been underrated ones, like, say, for the 360 and the PS3. Is that there Origins? Have... What's up? Is it, was it called Origins? Was it, yes. X-Men Origins? X-Men that was a really good Origins. game. Origins. I could not believe how... I remember, I, I think I, ga- I rented that game or Game Flight or something. And I was like, man, I'm, I was blown away by how good that game was. Right. Couldn't believe it. It sounds so easy, but it's like... It's, like, it's kind of like Star Wars game. Like, that game should be, like, incredibly easy to at least make a solid, like, 7 out of 10 game. Yes. And we just keep seeing people fuck it up. Man, but I will say it's like that had me incredibly excited because of the details. There are actually people have actually been dissecting the trailer that we could potentially see some like cameos and stuff, maybe from like Incredible <laughs> Hulk, potentially or oh, that's whatever. That'd be awesome. Yeah, there was like a little thing in the 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 bar and stuff, and it actually says Hulk or something on it. Oh, so it's like one of the pictures hanging up. But yeah, there are also some various Easter eggs and meant like references in this this one trailer. But. uh 
yeah, you know, it's like this showcase nailed on everything that it should have nailed on, and it's made me fairly excited for the future of the PS5. And next year is definitely going to be an insane one for not only God, PlayStation, man. but for gaming in general, as yeah. we're getting almost any and everything. Like a couple of years worth of back, like backups and stuff from delays, from COVID happening, from everything else, has bombarded itself for to where this year is going to seem like an entire, like, uh, <laughs> like a uh, freaking dry spell in comparison to 2022. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts of the whole showcase, Tyler? Uh, on a scale of um, 1 to 10, it's a 69. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, there was definitely some, like, uh, there's definitely some low points in this. Uh, but, like, yeah, I came out of it. I mean, I was, like, I was blown away. Like, they just, you know, like, all three, I, th- I feel like all three big press conferences from all three uh console makers just knocked out of the park this year um not including xbox's uh gamescom thing but going back to e3 for those for nintendo and xbox and then this press conference um like they just fucking nailed it like the 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 future of gaming is looking really good yeah some of this shit is years off that's totally fine it's understandable like you know like insomniac we just got two games from them in like six months uh so they gotta reload um, I'm surprised oh, we saw, I really didn't think we'd see anything from them for another year or two. I, you know, maybe I, I was really thinking, I, you know, E3 2023 to actually like really see anything, like, at least like a tease from like this teases we got here was what I was expecting in uh, two years from now. Yeah. Shit. And the fact we, we got now, it's like the, all that. No, like obviously Spider-Man, Spider-Man two, like, if it's who's the coming twenty twenty three, who fucking knows? Like it could very easily be a twenty twenty four game. It's like God of War Rack. Like we look at like a lot of games where like Deathloop was supposed to be a console uh, launch game. It's coming out next week. Halo it's supposed to be a console launch game. It's coming out in December. Um who knows? I mean obviously game development's hard. Who knows how long this COVID shit's gonna last for? Um, all that, like uh, you know, just in general, like everything is difficult. So it's like this shit happens, it's late, whatever, who cares if it's like the next, but you look at, especially like next year looking fantastic. And like, I mean, look at the first quarter of next year is, is nuts. You know, oh, it, we, yeah. got, we got Elden Ring, Pokemon, uh, Horizon, uh, Grand Trismo, um, Saints Row. Um, I'm for, uh, there's a couple, I'm for, um, there is a couple I am forgetting. And but, that's uh, the oh, first three months of the year. Yeah. There's that Marvel XCOM game that's coming out in March. Like it is insane. Uh, there's the tiny, the Borderlands game uh, coming out in March. It's <laughs> like that's uh, Forspoken supposed to be a spring game. Like that could be March, Aprilish. Like who knows what the fuck Nintendo's doing that time next year? No, we still have a clue. There, there's a rumor we're supposed to, we're supposed to have a direct here anytime soon. Now the rumor was they were going to have it on Thursday, and then PlayStation announced their thing, so it didn't they happen. Knocked it out of the week, so we yeah, don't know. so could be next Thursday. So this time next week we will be back talking about. Fucking Nintendo shit and for, totally forget about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have forgotten about God of War. I mean, obviously, uh, of the 69 points, I would I mean, six, probably 61 of those is because of God of War Ragnarok. So even still, it's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> Nine out, uh, who knows? I don't even fucking know. It was a fantastic press conference. Uh, I Like I said, like I had a fucking smile ear to ear through this whole, pretty much through this whole fucking thing, especially the latter half of it. Like It was just like Wolverine, fucking uh, Spider-Man, uh, God of War. It was just like, man, the last 10, 15 minutes 
was I, I thought like the first 10 minutes was awesome. The last 15 minutes was awesome. Even the middle, the lull part of it was pretty good still. Um, other than the death, the death loop part was the one downside, but it's like, we get why that's there. It's a thing that has to be there and we get it. But yeah, it's like, like I said, Gables, the future of gaming is looking really, really good. Indeed. So that brings us up to our predictions total. So let's go over initially what was said. So the first one here was by you. Your first one is you guessed God of War coming out spring of 2022. Though we did see God of War, we did not get a release date of spring 2022 with a showcase. So that's that's negative right there. So for me, Blue Point making a Silent Hill game, like mm-mm, that didn't happen. Blue Point was like the one thing missing out of this press conference. Real Absolutely. Big thing I fully expected they were at least making an appearance, but no, it was Insomniac that did a major thing instead. Two things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I was wrong there. But for you, your next guess was Final Fantasy 16, Summer 2022. No, that didn't happen. And I remember That's... saying after you made that guess and stuff, I would have expected that maybe from Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually, uh, it was just that Blue Point's one major thing. That's missing as well, because that was supposed to be a. That was announced to be a 2021 game. It's never been officially delayed. No. It's just, but I mean, obviously it's, it's delayed, but they never said it has been. So that's weird. So my next guess for this showcase was a PlayStation Plus edition, quite essentially another additional tier for PlayStation Plus would be announced. That didn't happen. No. So that's the negative for me. I do want to say real fast though, Gables, that Predator's Hunting Ground is now available on PS Plus this month. That's Everybody true. add that to your library, library. In fact, download it. Cause that game is fucking awesome. It's the Friday the 13th people made a Predator game. Uh, please, for the love of God, play with me. I've been trying to get, I bought, <laughs> I got that game for my birthday last year and I really like playing it, but I have no one to play with me. So please download it. So I can have someone to play with. You want to know what's I want to get some people extra the... life in a couple of months. I want to play with people. Okay. You want to know what's funny is that that same game had been on clearance and stuff in my local Walmart for like 25 bucks. I'm like, no, I don't want to pay you that. You son of a bitch! But, you mother... Uh, oh. But uh, and since it's coming out for free, I can actually download it, so I don't have to pay money for it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put a thing on Talk of Ship, tell everybody to fucking download it and play with me. Okay, so for your next prediction, your last one, it was Alan Wake Remastered coming October 5th. And you got that one right. I got my last one wrong for The Last of Us Part 2, so that makes you the winner, and I have to play The Maze. <laughs> Gables, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, I said at the time, I feel bad now. That's a cheap move by me. I'm striking that from the record. We're going to okay. make it 0-0, Gables. We're both going to play The Maze. Okay. Hey, but that's, you, you that's s- fair. You still owe me, uh, what was that, fuck, Night Trap? Night, Night Trap. Trap I still owe yeah. you Night Trap for that, and so, that's fine. I want a discount on the PSN store, so I'm going to go through and buy it when that happens. Gables, it's like $300 on Amazon. Just buy it. <laughs> oh, oh, that would be pretty fucking funny, but I'm yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, we will both, excuse me, uh, be playing, we'll stream us playing through the maze. Uh, and Gables will stream himself playing through Night Trap. So, oh yes, sometime this year. Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be this year. If not, like, if not in the next like couple months or something, it's gonna be at least before the end of the year, and maybe even during Extra Life, you know, because we have a whole bunch no. of stuff to play anyway during that day. So it's like, I'm going to attempt to get that day off. I may have to break break up a couple of days worth in order to fit the whole like thing because with uh, my 
current living situation, especially with my dog and everything else, it's going to be incredibly hard for me to play 24 straight hours this year. Yeah. Uh, but, I uh, have a, I have, uh, I think a week off coming up at the end of the month. So I might, pl- I might play the maze then. Um, okay. Yeah. I will, I will not play that extra life. Like I've said, I think I said it last week. Don't play bad games on extra life. Play, play good games. Cause even, even when you're, you know, even if you love, you're playing your favorite game ever, 18 hours in of playing games, it's three o'clock in the morning and you haven't slept. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to be miserable. So just play, just play fun games. As you, maybe for, Absolutely. maybe unless you, unless you're laughing and having a good time playing it, but, uh, playing Resident Evil six games last year nearly oh. broke me from yeah, it gaming. It nearly broke me too, because we did that. Just, oh. God, just in general from gaming, I would, I, I nearly just wanted to stop playing games forever. <laughs> playing that game on extra life. So, all right, so that pretty much leads us into the end of the show for, you know, the end of the episode. So, in conclusion, on Twitter, we're Drunk Nerds Pod. On Facebook, Drunk Dash Nerds. On Twitch, you can reach us at Drunk Nerds Podcast. YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. Wherever pods are cast. So, quintessentially, look us up on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google, etc. But... Most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Definitely go forth if you're following us. Like on, If you want to follow us and stuff like that, follow us on Twitch, follow us on YouTube, and all the other stuff like I just previously said, because I'm repeating myself. But, most of all, thank you very much for keeping with us for this long a period of time. Always amazes us when we have multiple people wanting to listen to us speak about video games. So have yourself a fun week coming up. Play yourself some fun games. And thank you for listening to our fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet, buddy. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.